Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Brought to you by Sound and Communication, soundcomav.com. Audio and visual, the absolute leader. Stadiums, high school, junior college, G5, Power 5, churches, businesses. Sound and Communication, soundcomav.com. Jackson Dart. Leading the way for the Ole Miss Rebels? How many guys will start at quarterback for Ole Miss this year? Will Spencer Sanders start at some point? If so, how many games? Does Dart hold everybody off start to finish? Not sure I'd make that bet. Do we see Austin Simmons against Mercer? You think they throw the 17-year-old in there? No, I think, uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't think so. I would think that Walker Howard will actually get some reps just because he needs reps. Um, You can play in four games. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? So um, I expect all three to play because you'll beat Mercer by 70. And so you'll get a look. You already know it. Well, Dart should be better. I don't want to say you already know what Dart is. He he's older. He should be better. He's nine months ago. The last time we we saw him play, right against uh, Texas Tech in the Texas Bowl. Yeah. So you're expecting him to be better, just like we're expecting Will Rogers. And, and again, it's incremental, right? I mean, it's the tiny a uh, half a step forward is is big in sports. Um, but Spencer Sanders will play, and Walker Howard will play. Um, this weekend. Now, will the other kid that you mentioned, I don't know. I mean, that was all a bunch of hoopla and stuff over the summer <laughs> that was perfect for your fan base. Uh, we are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 <laughs> The Zone ESPN. We're brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, an award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. We're going to be live from the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge when? Wednesday, we'll be at the Sportsbook. I'm looking forward to it. A little dinner tomorrow night at Philip M's. Get up, uh, you know, walk like 100 steps, be in the sports book. You know that the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, which is the timeout lounge, uh, it's got a full bar and food. Great place to watch the games. Leather chairs, very, very comfortable. Get a group of guys, couples, whatever, and um, enjoy, you know, whether it's an hour, two hours, three hours, but you got a full bar in there and food. And, of course, you got, you know, blackjack tables and so on right out 
10, 20 feet from the sports book. But uh, they created their own space, uh, room, very, very nice, sports bar, sports book, the Golden Moon Casino sports book and lounge will be there uh, Wednesday morning and several more times in September. Chris Hopwood, the Hoppy Hopster, he's the director of the sports book for the Golden Moon Casino sports book and lounge. He spent 11 years in Vegas. Uh, he will join us at 9.30 on uh, Wednesday. Is that right? Yeah, Wednesday. Lugan Bill's time slot this year will be 7.30 Tuesday morning. I'm looking forward to that. I think that's a good spot. Tom Luganville. Tuesdays will be wild. You'll have Tom Luganville at 7.30, Mike Dettelier at 8.30. Uh, I don't know if we'll drop another one at, at 9.30, but Luganville at 7.30 on Tuesdays, Mike Dettelier at 8.30 on Tuesday. Coming up today at 9.30, we'll have Ryan Fowler, 109 the game, Tuscaloosa, Roll Tide Insider, Bama, Saban's on the hot seat, back-to-back seasons with no national championship. Um, people are all over the place on picking Georgia or Bama. You know, winning three in a row, wow, extraordinarily difficult. Insane if Kirby was able to pull that off. Saber has not been able to do it. But he's done everything else. The most remarkable run in the history of college football. Nick Saban at Alabama. Now, things are different now. And and I give Saban props those first eight, eight or eight or nine years that he took advantage. But the reason why they're different is Georgia's just as good as Bama. And they have Kirby Smart. Tennessee now has a grown up as a head coach in Josh Heupel. Uh, they may not be Bama good, but they are good, and they're gonna they're gonna hang around. They're, Auburn now has, regardless of what you think of him, some of you love him, some of you can't stand him. Whatever, Hugh Freeze is a big time coach. LSU now has an adult. I want you to remember that LSU now has an adult as a head coach. Eddie O, Les Miles, we're not. Brian Kelly, whether you like him or not is an adult, he is a hell of a coach, and he really understands what position. Offensive line. I mean, look at what he did at Notre Dame and all the other stops. He's one of those guys that that grinded in the lower levels as a head coach and worked his way up over 30 years and won everywhere and won big. And then here's the, here's the other thing. A&M has a big-time play caller in Bobby Petrino. And as of right now, he is calling the plays. He has called the plays since the beginning of fall practice, if you want to call it that. So those things, that that's a paradigm shift for Saban. Can Bama win it? Sure. Can they go 11-1, and one, go to the SEC championship game, beat Georgia, go 12-1, and one, be the number one seed? Yes. Could they go 12-0? and 0? They could. Could they win the SEC championship at 13-0 and 0 and be the number one seed? Absolutely. Do I see that? I, I just think it's going to be a little tougher. I'm not saying their schedules. I hate that we don't get Bama and Georgia in the regular season. That's mm, unfortunate. Yeah. I hate that Georgia's schedule is so easy, but it is. Now, they've got a tough couple of tough road games. Georgia has at Auburn, at Tennessee. I don't think those are gimmies this year. I understand why you thought they were with the 
the team that they had last year. I know they still have insane talent. They've signed all these guys in the top 100, all these five stars. What did Will Rogers say? Like, what was it, SEC Media Days or something? He said, yeah, they have all five stars or their players are with the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought it was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. So I recognize all that. Can Ohio State get it done? I mean, they have issues. Ohio State has issues at tackle, offensive tackle. Now, they're better than everybody else in the Big Ten. Okay, so they should be fine other than going to Ann Arbor. They should be fine. But when you tell me that Ohio State has problems at tackle, if they get matched up against an SEC team and the edge rushers and the, the defensive front that a Bama has or a Georgia or an LSU, that, that could be a problem. And then I really can't, I know everybody wants Texas to take a step forward. And I think they will this year, even though Sark's not, I think they'll be able to like, work around the fact that Sark is inept as a head coach because they have so much talent and the Big 12 is weak. But I still don't know how much juice they really have in the postseason. And then the only only other one is, uh, well, I'm leaving out Clemson. I was about to say Southern Cal. Let me back up. Whoa, hey. And maybe Florida State. (sighs) That is a weak conference. So maybe one of those two grabs a spot. Whoever, you know, dukes it out there. That would be the other three. Clemson. Of course, I think Florida State's getting beat this weekend. By LSU. There are people that are talking about that Nussmeyer's better than Jaden Daniels. Ooh. I mean, they really like him. I know everybody always likes the backup. But, I mean, it's actually people that are pretty credible. Ron Fowler, 930. Yes. It's sitting in the north end zone. Make sure to send Ross Bjork a Christmas card. Um, maybe there's not many college football expansions in the last 10 or 12 years that didn't add any premium seating, but Ross Bjork pulled it off. What? I didn't do it. <laughs> I know you didn't do it. That's not what I'm laughing about. It's just funny the way that you the way that you talk about it. How <laughs> you say sorry, Ole Miss fans. Well, I mean, you basically added like the bowl end of Memorial Stadium. Dude, come on. It's not what they did was they basically transferred all of the season ticket holders or people that would sit in that area. They transferred all the students over there because the students pay $160 for no, I, I seven home games anyway. But if you're going to do it, add some premium seating while you're doing it. I mean, you know, it's just that that's what everything's driven by premium seating now. Everything. And it's been like that for a while. Now, it's a good thing Greg Byrne and Scott Strickland knew that. When they did that $80 million expansion, they did three different levels of premium seating along with like you said some just regular seating which was a game changer they added more suites they did the gridiron they did the scoreboard section 
those are all three. That's three different tiers or levels of premium seating, um, which makes it worth it. You know, if you're going to do, if you're going to move concrete, if you're going to pour concrete, you got to have some premium seating. Now, uh, we're going to have Ryan Fowler, 109 the game, Tuscaloosa coming up at 930. Bama's got a big one, not this weekend, but next. Texas? Mmm. Longhorns. Ooh. Can that be a good game all the way through? Like all the way through, or at least the majority of the fourth quarter? Wouldn't that be nice? Texas at Bama. Not this weekend, but next. Primetime. Is that telling for Texas's future in the SEC, or do we already know that it's going to be 10 times harder than, than they've had in the past? Well, yeah, we know it'll be more difficult. Um, we'll see what they do this year. They may be due, both Texas and Texas A&M at the same time. We've been waiting, but with Petrino calling plays at A&M and Texas loading the boat and going against a weak conference, we may finally get two Texas teams that make some noise. Um, all right. You asked me about famous athlete bucket list. Now compared to when you were a kid. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, Ricky Henderson was my favorite player. Baseball player. Number one. Hall of Famer. Um, So if you would have asked me it, let's just say 10 years old, I would have said Ricky Henderson. Um, Who was my favorite football player at 10? Probably Jerry Rice or Walter Payton. Okay. Okay, so that would have been choices. kind of the bucket list. Yeah. You're, you're talking about like hanging out with them. Right. Or, you know, now once you're older, you'd like to have a long three-hour dinner. Um, if you play golf, you'd love to play golf with them. Um, you know, something like that. Hang out with them. Grill out for, for several hours. My two today would be, uh, yeah, I loved Bo Jackson too. And, and maybe he should have been on there. But I loved Walter Payton and Jerry Rice. Um, my two today... Is, is easy. Who I'd love to have dinner with. A long dinner with great red wine or bourbon or Patron, extra Añejo or whatever. It's simple. Two guys. You want to guess? I see. I, I always just think that Dale Murphy's on your number one. No. I really? love Dale. He's a great American. Uh, and it's been a treat for me to interview him. But because as a kid, I loved him. But um, no, you want one more guess who I'd hang out with today, who like hang- who I'd love to have a big time dinner, several hours, cut up, get to know BS, you know, pick their brain, all that. I think this might be off the wall. Sean Payton. Oh, he, that's a good one. I'm going to say Sean. That's Payton. a good one. That'd be a good dinner. Um, but here's, here's who I'm going with. That would be a great dinner. Charles Barkley and Phil Mickelson. Okay, yeah. Can you imagine (laughs) the stories from sports betting and gambling to how successful... Barkley's one of the best players ever. A lot of people believe he's a top 10 player. But then you get get meathead guy who never won a championship. Dude. Talk to Pete. I mean, 1992 Barcelona Olympics. People argue that Barkley was right there with Jordan as a player, which is incredible. Incredible. Um... Phil Mickelson, top 10 golfer, some would argue higher than that. 
stories for days. They're yeah. interesting, big personalities. They don't give a damn. Um, they 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 got a little bad boy in them. Right. Yeah. That's my and Barkley loves premium tequila, so we'd have to get like the LCA low, Patron. All right. If not, even higher in. Of course. Private barrel selection Patron. Um. Because I remember when TNT re-upped on Barkley like 10 years ago, there was an article. I don't know if it was in Forbes or Yahoo or what. But the execs took him out in the uh, Scottsdale area. That's where Barkley's lived since he went to the Phoenix Suns in like 91, 92. I was rooting for the Suns, by the way, over the Bulls in the 93 championship. I know all y'all are just going with Jordan in the winter, and that was easy to do. But um, they talked about the big boy tequila that they broke out that night to re-sign Barkley and how much they spent. It was like, I don't know, the dinner was like 5K. But, I mean, you can do that in Scottsdale. And it, and that was 10 or 12 years ago. You know, he's re-upped since then, as you know. Right, Recently, yeah. he almost went to live for whatever that was worth. And and and, <laughs> and Turner and, and TNT and, and the uh, holding company anted up the 100 million or whatever to keep Barkley in the, you know, all that. My point is, I would want to... I would want to have dinner, an amazing spread, beverages flowing, laughs, and Mickelson and Barkley tell me stories. That sounds hilarious. Yes. Especially like, because Phil Mickelson, he was in the, the biggest golf moments you could be in. And then after he left, he's like, ah, I need more adrenaline. Right. Let me put $400,000 on total on an MLB game in one day. Well, $400,000 on the Ryder Cup yeah, and t- that he was playing in. And at least he wanted to take the United States, which is a good thing. But according to, you're right, according to Billy Walters, his what was his longtime friend and gambling partner, Phil called him, you know, at Madonna and, and asked him to put $400,000 on the United States team for the Ryder Cup. That's, and we know that Barkley has, uh, has bet over a million dollars on the Super Bowl and other games. So I'd want to hear, and I'd want to hear what Barkley, what it was like to run with uh, Michael Jordan before they became not not friends. Yeah. Um, uh, which, you know, Barkley said is unfortunate, but Michael's Michael. Uh, I think, what what was it that Barkley said? He basically said he just, he didn't throw him under the bus. He just said he wasn't a good owner. Which, I mean, mm. he wasn't a good NBA owner. Jordan's always had that aura and that Teflon to him that, you know, you can't, even though he was a gambling maniac and a womanizer, you can't talk bad about him because he was 6-0 and in championship games. Right. Which, that doesn't make sense. Like, one doesn't mean the, you know, it, yeah. that's how we think as guys and in, in, in sports. Um, but I think that's what it was. I think Barkley was, I don't even think I'd say harsh criticism, Jason. But he was—he definitely constructed, constructively criticized Barkley. I mean, Michael Jordan as an NBA owner with the Chicago, whatever they—not Chicago, Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. I can't remember what they are. They, they were the, the Bob- Bobcats or the Hornets. They now? were the Bobcats. Now they're the Hornets. Yeah. See, they switched around. Totally screwed it up. New Orleans was the Hornets. Now they're the Pelicans. I can't keep up. I do want to hang out with Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley. And probably Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's got to be some stories. Rob Gronkowski, that'd be a good dinner if you have insurance yeah, on the, on the would restaurant. Be, would be good. 
Yeah, he's he's a what, how talented and um, big personality. Yeah, Urban Meyer. Nah, no. That I mean, <laughs> I I wouldn't say no, but that's not that's not in my top list. Uh, Ron Fowler, one hundred nine, the game, Tuscaloosa, coming up next. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by your next Nissan Pathfinder, Canon Nissan in Jackson. It's the all-new body style of the Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan in Jackson. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, Live from Orange Beach, Ryan Fowler, 109 The Game. Tuscaloosa joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Good morning, Sunshine. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, you know, when you cover Alabama, you generally work until like January the 15th uh, without a break. So I'm just preparing. I'm not saying that this is going to be a national title year. I'm not even saying this is going to be an SEC Western championship. But I always get that vacation right before football starts. Uh, this week he comes a little bit later than anticipated. We usually do it the week prior, uh, but but we decided to ride on down to uh, Gulf Shores and uh, spend a couple of days here, eat some good food, and uh, enjoy a little bit of downtime with no kids. Uh-huh. I mean, we, we don't. I mean, we're, we're you know, not my kids, like kids, other people's kids. Like you know what I mean? Like you're here, they're in school. It's a perfect time. I mean, kids, we love you. Go get your A on your report card. Go on to school, but. Uh, we also love it when it's quiet. Too. Yes. I mean, we, I mean, we're walking down the beach, kid, uh, uh, Bo, and, and there's not a kid to be sight. There's not a sailboat. There's not a plastic shovel. It, it is the best time to come to the beach. Um, so, Roll yeah, up. I was there a couple of weeks ago, and it was great. There wasn't yeah. anybody at the Sandestin Hilton. Um, there were like 40 people sprinkled all over the, you know, the resort and it was fabulous. I'm with you. I'm planning on going yeah. about mid fall, um, well, and plus, for a few days. You know, when, you, when, when you go out to eat, you don't have little Johnny over here throwing his macaroni and cheese all the way across the restaurant. And here comes little Sally where she's throwing her potato wedge cause she didn't want potato wedges because she wanted this and that. And I mean, I mean oh no, no, thank you. I, I'd like to have a concept where I do a restaurant, no kids, no kids, no kids allowed. Sorry. I mean, have like a dog park outside and you can just walk them over there. We'll lock the gate and then we'll, we'll feed them. We'll feed you guys and you guys can throw them the, your scraps or whatever. How about like a kid park? Out. How do you like that concept? You think it's a millionaire nope. right here waiting to be waiting? I do. I absolutely do. Uh, no kids allowed. What's your favorite restaurant down there? I love Wolf Bay Lodge. Wolf Bay Lodge. Um, that's a pretty good one. Um, I want to go down and try this place called Coastal that is supposed to be out of this world. Uh, may want to try that one. Uh, you know, McDonald's has got a really good filet of fish sandwich. Stop it. Stop oh, it. I, I don't okay. even. Uh, I, you know I'm better. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, we actually did yesterday. We went over to McGuire's over in Pensacola. That's a long uh, my, way, man. 
Yeah, but my wife had heard something about this Amazon return store that you go in. What? No, no. No, but it, it, listen, it was like 105 down here, so oh. I was okay with it. Okay, I, so I got in my car. I felt like driving Miss Daisy. We drove, we drove over to Pensacola, and we went to this place where they return all these Amazon uh, return bags. And so one day, the first day, it's $14. The second day, it's $10. And the third day, it's $7. Everything in that store is $7. You might find a crock pot. You might find a knife uh, display. You may find, you know, I found a couple of things that, uh, you know, I was looking for. So as the week goes down, the things go less and less and less because it's only the stuff they put out on Friday. So it goes for 14 for the first day, then 10, 7, then it goes 5, 3, $1, and then it goes a quarter. Now, quarter day would be a really, really good value, but uh, I'm not going to make it back over there. One time it does. Pretty, pretty unique to see all these Amazon returns and, you know, the stuff that you guys buy and don't want ends up somewhere in Pensacola. Okay. So, but you bought me this like crazy stuff. Can I give you a recommendation on restaurants down there? Yeah. Please. Okay. Go to go to Big Fish in Orange Beach. It's, it's okay. My my brother has told me this one. Okay. Uh, All right. Here's I mean, the deal. I, I'm not in. I'm not in his league, and I'm not in your league. How expensive is it? Uh, I mean, it's not cheap. It's not like, well, I mean, for I guess for Orange Beach, it's on the more expensive in here's the deal okay. it, it's in a strip mall okay so you don't you're not buying that it's that it's good but for okay. 10 years running now maybe a little longer it's it's fantastic it, it's got a cool decor and atmosphere you'll love it also voyagers has rebooted their brand and it's it's worth going my man okay. it is uh we had we had two really good meals there I haven't been to Orange Beach since, uh, I can't remember. But um, you'll like that. So Voyagers and Big Fish, and if you want a total dive, and you and the wife are just driving around, and I love dives, you know, off the beaten path. Have you ever been to the keg and had a cheeseburger? You know what? I have. I have. Uh, okay. I don't drink. I don't drink. But I went in just for that cheeseburger because I heard that cheeseburger off it was off Canal Street, right down. Yes, uh, yes. Down, yeah, down close. Uh, Back close Bay. To docks. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we slipped in and got a burger, and that was whoo man, onion ring and a burger it was pretty good. Uh, but we do we like those off the beaten path that someone says, uh, "Hey, go try this, go try this." But uh, we we definitely like Wolf Bay Lodge, and then also, have you ever had Fish River Grill? No, I think I spoke at the Gulf Shores Touchdown Club at Wolf Bay Lodge. Okay, okay well, two, Wolf Bay Lodge. That's, two that's another years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really nice to get in. Yeah, um, and they say like the Coastal is another one we want to check out. So we got a few places Coastal. that. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think it's tied with. Um, Have you had the shrimp loaf and gumbo at Docks? No, I I always go in and order fried shrimp, the big old fried shrimp platter. Well, so yeah, that's go good in. too. That's good too. Now you got to go. There's two docks. You got to go the old one, the the original, the one on Canal. Yeah, like yeah. you'd be going to the keg. Yes, yes. and it's on the left, and keg's on the right. Exactly. Yes, no you got to go to that one. The new one, they've kind of 
I mean, it's fine, but it, it's it's out there by the condos on the beach and and whatever. Well, I, I may need to go to the keg at this football season that hold up, so I need to make sure I put mark that in my GPS. Well, and see, it. you're you're a are you a sweet tea or combo unsweet sweet tea guy? I I'm can't a, remember. I'm a I'm a half and half. Half, half and half. half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about Alabama Crimson Tide football. Are you excited about your quarterback situation with Milrow? Uh, well, at this point, there is no quarterback situation, and we are being told uh, that they will not give out a depth chart for today. How about that? Let that sink in. There will be, according to what we were told last week, there will be no depth chart at the University of Alabama. For 16 years of covering Nick Saban, this will be the only time on a Monday prior to game week that we did not get a depth chart. Let that sink in, Bo. Wow. They got they got questions in Tuscaloosa, man. Okay. Uh somebody may be overthinking this, but that's fine. Uh but you okay. you, you feel like it'll be Milrow at QB. I think he will okay. They're gonna play multiple quarterbacks against Middleton. Well sure. I think it, it doesn't going, matter. You're gonna win I, by I, seventy. I, I get that. Yeah, but but I think this is gonna be an audition. I think this is going to be an audition for who gets the first crack at Texas. Okay. I, I think this is going to be, okay, we're going to give you this number of plays, and we're going to see how you, we evaluate you, and we'll determine if you're our guy. I think Jalen Miro will get that first crack. So far, the part that you want to be concerned is the freshman, not of the three that we thought it would be, Tyler Buckner, Ty Simpson, Jalen Miro. The fourth guy is a guy by the name of Dylan Lonergan who just continues to do what they don't want him to do, and that is to get to a spot where you, you're saying, okay, this guy is the better guy. They put him on the scout team. They started tearing up the defense of Alabama's starting defense, uh, and that happened late last week. They put him up there. Now, they could be testing for something, but watch out for this guy. If not in 2023, look at the future. Dylan yeah, Lonergan but I, I want to I want to talk about now. So so you're right. You 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 got the biggest game of the year um to date when when y'all play next week, not this weekend, but next weekend. Um, Texas coming to Bryant Denny, and Sark's got his best team. Although you're still more talented, and um, you know Quinn Ewers healthy. We'll see. He he could have a really big year, and they could test y'all. Hopefully, they will. Uh, just selfishly, I want a, a good game. I don't care who wins in the end, but I want it to be fun all the way through. So if you had to guess how this weekend plays out, do you feel like it will be Milrow going into the Texas game, Ryan? Oh, you've known me for a long time. I don't have an opinion on this quarterback thing. I think there is so little separation. It doesn't really matter. Like, I think Jalen Milrow can do some things that the other guys are not able to do. I think they can do some things that he's not going to be able to do. I mean, I'm almost wondering now if they don't just settle with two quarterbacks and go. And and the old saying is, if you have two, you don't have one. I I just – this quarterback thing has really got me puzzling. It it is – they have worked – like, moments where I would get an afternoon report from someone on the inside who said Jalen Milrow did not take any snaps with the first-string offense. Next day, another guy. Don't know what happened to him. Where's he at? He's not even taking snaps with the first string. 
that has been this type of camp for the last 25 to 30 days. It has just been up in the air to try to get your finger, because it's our job. We're obligated to our audience to try to figure out, you know, what's happening. Bo, I don't know what's happening. I honestly do not. I, I normally, even the quarterback competitions where I picked another a, a guy and the other guy won, I was hearing a lot of buzz. This one, you hear a lot of buzz, you just don't know what to believe. It is all over the place at the amount of information. People that watched the scrimmage, there was an open scrimmage where A club members, former players, and also uh, Red Elephant Club members. Depends okay. on who you talk to. It was depending on who you who you really you know you got to trust those football savvy people, but they were all over the place. I, mean, I could interview five players who know the game and say, "Hey, what did you see? At, what did you see at open practice?" And it was probably five different things. It is all over the board. My expectations, they'll have a quarterback. Other than that, I have absolutely no clue. Okay. Ryan Fowler, 109 the game, Tuscaloosa. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We've got a big one, not this weekend, but next weekend. Texas at Alabama. It's on prime time. And we'll see. We'll see if Texas has enough stuff and juice to make this a... Do you really, uh, believe, that they, you really believe that they have a shot? I do. Well, you know if they beat Tus- if they beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. I mean, do I think Alabama should win and will win? Yes, but I think it's like sixty-five, thirty-five. Bama talking about percentage wins. Yeah, okay. not not yeah, score. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's some you know anxiety around this game. And I think if you can survive this one, there's, you know, really you start focusing on what's next. Possibly Texas A&M on the road may be a little bit of a challenge. Oh, Nick Saban's with return since he has said all that stuff. <laughs> right, but now that they actually have a coordinator, an offensive coordinator, and Bobby Petrino, uh, it could be but, an issue. But like, would you bet on him making it that long? I mean, as a as a the chemistry of that football team making it to the Alabama game to me that's another big question uh yes I think they are I think now I know how stubborn Jimbo Fisher is and I know that he's not a good offensive play caller but I think he'll allow Bobby Petrino to continue to call the plays um you know for Texas A&M and I I think that'll be a challenge for for Alabama here's why I think it's going to be a better game than a lot of people believe, Ron, and that is um, Texas at Alabama, not this weekend, but next, is Pete Kutkowski is either the number one or top three defensive coordinator in the country. And I think last year was an anomaly for them. Um, And if you track his tenure, uh, his coaching, uh, he's been outstanding. And I think that could be a problem for what you just described, Ron, in that y'all don't really know who you are on offense quite yet uh, at quarterback. And this guy... I'm not sure if we know who we want to be. Right. And so, are you talented? Of course you are. You're you're just as talented as Georgia, you know, or within a whisker and and, and all that. And you got great players. You got players that everybody else wanted. We, we all know that. Here's the deal. Kaikowski is a freak, and he could get... Bryce Young was so good 
last year that he made those, what, four plays down the stretch for y'all to win in Austin. And he was like Houdini. He's that great a player at quarterback. And when everything was going against y'all, he made the magic happen and more power to him. I don't think you have that kind of player yet at that quarterback position. So if this thing gets muddy and murky and dicey and one possession and intense, who knows, Ryan Fowler? And, and that defensive well, I mean, coordinator I mean, at Texas is the real, he could really mix up your, uh, if you play more than one, whether it's a quarterback or quarterbacks, he could really have y'all off balance. Well, the only thing that can save Alabama is Pete Golding is at Ole Miss. He's no longer in Tuscaloosa. He's no longer putting 12 guys out on the field or only putting 10 on some of the plays. Uh, he's not going to run the same play to try to stop uh, Tennessee and put DeMarco Hellams on him. So he's over there. Kevin Steele, if, if this team is going to win it, they're going to have to run their way to a championship. Big, physical, offensive linemen, road graders, running backs, open up the passing game that way, and then play elite defense. This team's got a chance on the defensive side of the football to be very, very special. And people are going to realize, especially you Ole Miss people, you're going to see what a coordinator does with less. Pete Golding did more. with He did less with more. This guy's going to do more with less talent. All the talent in the part of the NFL. Now they're going to have to re- uh, Pete Golding last year at Alabama was a complete disaster. It was an absolute mess on the defensive side of the football. You clean that up, you have a chance. Ole Miss people are going to see, but it really didn't matter. I mean, you're, what are you trying to do at Ole Miss? Trying to win seven, eight, eight games, nine, eight, seven? Yeah. Well, it's not going to be as important. I mean, you win that, you're okay. Pete will do that for you. He'll slow down. Uh, who does Ole Miss have this weekend? Uh, Mercer. Oh, yeah. Pete, those are Pete's type of games, man. Those are the games that you will dominate on the defensive side. Well, they, they've got a great three-game stretch out of the gate. Jason will have them as a college football playoff team. Uh, they play Mercer, Tulane, and Georgia Tech. So they're going to be 3-0, and oh, and they're easy. going to win, you know, all of them by a lot. Yeah. But just wait. And then they come to your place. And then, when, <laughs> yeah, when Pete. When Pete gets into town, uh, well, he's going to go straight to karaoke is what he likes. But uh, oh, wow. he'll get he'll get his game plan all dialed up, and uh, I'm sure it'll be important for him to pretend to beat Alabama. But uh, defensively, I'm telling you, Ole Miss, you guys are in for a ride. Uh, like, Listen, there's a reason you need to count your defenders when they break the huddle or get out on the field before the snap. Because sometimes there'll only be 10 out there. Now, they don't penalize you for 10. You can play with 10 all you want, <laughs> but they will get you when you penalize 12. That was a big problem last year well, for us. Well, Jason, Jason my, my new producer, who's an Ole Miss alum and fan. Um, Bless his heart. I, well, he, he said they have so much talent on defense, it doesn't matter if they play 10 guys. Yeah, what did TC speak over and call that, that action? We had we had Will Anderson and Henry Toito and Brian Branch, Jordan Battle, DeMarco Hellams, and a host of others. This guy couldn't win the SEC West and let us same play up in Knoxville, beat him five times. Yeah, just wait, my friend. Just wait. Hey, I hope you got you have me on one of these weekends where he just screws up. Uh, oof, man, it's rough. I uh, believe in Lane. Lane can cover up those mistakes. Uh, 
Like the expectation is not going to be the same. But OP, man, I hope that tunica trip ain't slowing him down. Well, we'll leave it there. Ryan Fowler, 109 the game, Tuscaloosa, straight from uh, the Gulf Shores OBA area. Hey, all right, try, try Big Fish. Okay, um, I'll give a report next time. I'm go- I'm a- and I'm, going- I'm trying to think what There's else. There's Jesse's down here that we want to try, too. Jesse's on the bay. You have to travel up to Magnolia Springs, but they just built a brand new one. That's another one. Oh. That's we may try. Okay. Jesse's on the bay. Jesse's that sounds like a bay. song. Jesse's on the bay. Okay. Yeah. All right, buddy. But don't worry. Don't don't you worry now. On my Twitter account, I'll have, I'm doing my show from down here, which is great about part about radio. It is. But I'll be back in. I'll be back in Tuscaloosa on Friday. I got to cover, you know, Alabama games. So we'll be good to go. Appreciate you both. Okay, buddy. See you. Roll tide. Roll tide. All right. Uh, Ron Fowler, 109 the game, Tuscaloosa afternoon drive. Straight from uh, Gulf Shores, Orange Beach. And um, Lissa, who is one of our awesome listeners, and um, she just texted us on the Ag Up Equipment text line. And it's fantastic because I recommended Big Fish. Have you ever been to Big Fish, Jason? I have not. Actually, I am trying uh, Docs this weekend, okay. which I'm excited well, about. Well, that's great. Yeah, I mean, never tried Big Fish. Dude, the shrimp loaf and the gumbo at Docs are Really good. Ooh. You know, it's a total joint. It's a total dive. It's been there 60 years, whatever. It looks crappy from the outside, which is what you want. And then you go in, the food's good. Well, we usually get to go orders. It's not, I mean, I like it, but it's not the place I really want to dine in. Anyway, Big Fish. Um, it's so funny because Lissa Kellum, who listens to the show, just texted me and said her friend Tracy uh, did not believe that Big Fish had good food. Because it was in a strip mall. And and it is. I mean, you know, a lot of things are cheesy on the beach. Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, Destin, there's a lot of kind of cheesy places. And and when you, but every now and then you'll come across a, a restaurant that's in a strip mall and it's fabulous. Whatever it is. It could be Thai. It could be any number of things. I'm telling you, Big Fish is, and they also do sushi. Okay. Ooh. So they'll have their, they'll have their redfish and grilled amberjack and, and mahi mai, and sometimes swordfish, and all sorts of fun stuff. Their bar's pretty cool too. They've got an outside area in the back. Maybe not for this time of year, but yeah. No, yeah. But now I think it is covered too. And if 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 we get a little break like we did yesterday, uh, you could actually sit back there because it is very. I'm pretty sure it's covered and shaded, and be just fine. But because I went to uh Kralaka's last week after we talked about national burger day yeah that's a good burger and i happened to be in that area and i actually sat outside with my cigar aficionado and had this burger that y'all were all hyped up about and it was good i mean th- those those people do a wonderful job but the point is big fish is good there's also a restaurant underneath the bridge in perdita okay it is a total dive it looks like uh, the old, old Cherokee on State Street. Okay? It does not look like the, the building's going structurally going to stand. Yeah, wow. Oh, perfect. It is <laughs> fabulous. I can't remember the, the, the dang name, but just go to Perdido. I mean, it's 10 minutes. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. Not even that. Um, Go to Perdido and go back around under the bridge. Okay? Right before you get to the bay. Okay, yeah. Can't. It's on the left side. Not on the ocean side. 
Got, I, okay. It's I'm on smelling the what you're stepping in. Yeah, I got you. Phenomenal place. It's everything on the menu's good. It's a total, total dive. It kind of looks like the Dutch bar and the Cherokee, which means it's amazing. All right. Yeah. I got something on the bucket list now. Yeah, so you'll be good. And Jeff Good just texted me. I can't see what it is, but he's commenting on our restaurant. That was pretty good. That was a good food. Yeah. Right? There's one more place that I'm thinking about down in uh, Orange Beach, but we'll have to save it for tomorrow. Hope you all have a uh, good Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.